You know we had to do a podcast, right? What's your name, fat body? Yeah, of course, you're looking smooth. What the hell? I'm going to eat it. You owe me for one jelly donut! Fat motherfucker. Listen to it. My wife said no one's going to laugh so I've got bigger titties than you did! Bullshit, because nobody fucking had geese back at that point for a bigger guy. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I might be somebody's shot of whiskey. You can't think about, hey, I need to lose 100 pounds and think about winning that day. Fucking, I want a cheeseburger and a milkshake. Welcome to episode 25 of the Fat Boy Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm your host, Juan Santiago, and uh, how you guys been? How has your week been? My week has been great up until... About an hour ago. And my fucking week went to shit. My, um, we had our daughter on a, on our bed. We just, you know, she was awake. She was just looking, staring at the ceiling, got, laughing, giggling. And then, um, she starts to, uh, she starts to poop. And... Man, it's uh, it sounded bad. So we start making kind of jokes like, "Man, that's that sounds horrible." So pick her up. Noticed that she had uh, it seeped through. <laughs> so we're like, "Oh shit!" Let's go ahead and and, and let's uh, take the bed sheets off and put them in the washroom machine. Well. Somehow, my phone took the ride in the washing machine with it, or I'm sorry, in the um, in the bed sheets into the washing machine, and I didn't find it until about half mid-cycle, halfway through the cycle. Um, my phone is dead, probably. I got it in rice. Let's see, let's see what happens. Um, you know, I just fucking got it. Just got it. Just, you know the the seven when the when when the eights went on sale i go you know what i'm gonna pick up a seven because my my six was cracked so pick up the seven s or the seven well, not seven s seven plus the big one um i didn't want to get an eight i didn't want to spend the extra money i should have probably i think the eights water water resistant fucking probably should have not you know hindsight's always twenty twenty. But for uh, for the time being, I'm gonna be phoneless. Um, it fucking sucks. But let's see. I'm actually kind of not glad that this happened. But I'm gonna I'm gonna see what uh, what I can do because I do know sometimes I, you know, I check uh, I check the gram and I check uh, Twitter way too much. And so let's see uh, how this changes, right? Um, oh, and, oh, 
last night was uh, Bellator 186. Um, and uh, I was uh, talking talking back and forth with uh, Chad Churchward, uh, Chadwick Church, who, who's been a guest on the podcast before. And, and, you know, he's fucking huge, huge fan. And he knows such an MMA fan that he knows, like, just all types of weird fucking um, background information and whatnot. Anyways, we um, we were talking back and forth, going back and, and while we were watching the Bellator card, and we said, "Hey, do you, I mean, let's go ahead and uh, recap 186, and then uh, and then talk about 217." So that's what we did after um, Bellator 186. We uh, caught up, recorded a little podcast, then we went fucking just explored, and me and this guy can can just talk talk about anything and and that's uh <laughs> that's today's episode um but before we get to that so before we get to that i want to tell you guys something and i know a lot of people have been requesting this so this is one of the things i cooked this week and uh i actually got i saw it on facebook and i said you know what i want to try this it's a bacon cheeseburger cheese is in the burger and then it's wrapped with bacon so did was uh took about a half a pound of uh ground beef flattened it out made a just made patties out of it um and you can make them how big or how small you want um i think mine i used the whole half pound <laughs> um go big or go home right so i took half the, I made the, the half pound, I made two patties, basically. Then I took uh, chunks of um, cheese, and uh, I'm not talking like, I took, uh, what was it? What did I have, cheddar? Or is it Colby Jack? I think it was Colby, this one. So you took just, you know, cubes of Colby cheese, put it in there, put the other patty on top. Then, wrap that bitch with bacon. And we used a three on one side, then turned it three on the other. So about, yeah, six six slices of bacon. You, you let that sit for a little bit. Um, and I don't know where you, you know, how uh, you guys live or how you guys cook. Here in Florida, it's very um, common for people to have electric ranges, um, electric stovetops, you know. I was born, you know, I was born where, you know, originally from Chicago, everybody used gas, fucking used gas. And, and, you know, you, you, you lose, you lose a lot cooking on electric versus gas anyways. So I like to cook on, on, uh, on gas sometimes. So I take it outside uh, to, um, my grill and I got the little side burner, which is also great. Cause then when I'm cooking that bacon, the house don't really fucking get that bacon smell which is a great smell is just man sometimes uh you don't want your house smelling like food you know so what i did was i heated up the pan uh for about five or six minutes uh dropped some uh, olive oil in there and the olive oil was so 
it was so ready to be cooked on. That thing was um, was water, basically. It, it was just so, it was nice and hot, just perfect. Take that, uh, that bacon wrap burger, slap it on the, the pan, hear it, you know, sizzle for a while. I left it on for about three minutes, um, looked at it. It was still kind of, uh, needed some time. So I left it on, um, longer Then, you know, obviously flipped it for about five or six minutes total, then did the sides. After all that, stuck it in the, um, I don't, I don't like turning on the big oven. So I put it in a uh, uh, conventional oven, those small ones, uh, countertop ovens. That did take a little bit longer to cook in there, um, only because, you know, those things aren't that great and they get hot quick, but, uh, I don't think they're the best, right? They're not the efficient, the most efficient. So... I could have done better by putting it um, in the actual oven, but let me tell you, that fucking burger was the best. And what I did is I had the burger, and I should have had, you know, lettuce, maybe a tomato, um, some avocado. But, nah, I just had a, I had a small avocado with it and the burger, and it was just amazing. And it actually kept me pretty full full all day yesterday so I actually had this yesterday to the point where after I trained last night I mean I had a cup of almond milk and I was just like nah I'm, I'm not hungry um I got the almond milk just for like flavoring and for something uh for some calories for some fat but it wasn't um I wasn't hungry so I didn't eat um that's to me, it's. I love the fact that there's times where I'm just not hungry and it's not like I'm starving myself or anything. I'm just, oh, I can eat. Like, don't get me, don't get it twisted. I can always eat. But I love the fact that I've now learned when I'm eating because I'm hungry or I'm eating just to be gluttonous. Let me tell you, I'm about to turn 35 next week. And it's taken me damn near that long to figure this shit out. Like, I don't, I've I've always eaten until I was bloated. You know, whether that be finishing a meal in a meal and a half or, 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 or starving down a, a meal and a bunch of like uh, chips and stuff like that. that. That was me. I would I would do that. I wouldn't stop eating till definitely what I ordered was done, or until I felt bloated. That's uh, that's how I knew I was full. And I obviously that's the wrong way to live. Um, and I really hope that one day you feel it. That you know, oh shit, that's what he's talking about. Like, you can, that's where I'm satiated. I don't need any, you know. Yeah, I could definitely stuff myself and, you know, and fit it in. But I don't need to. So, that takes, you know, it takes a while. And it's, and you may never even notice it. It's just one day the switch flips. 
Well, that's uh, that's my son calling me. Got to start heading out, pick up his uh, his friends. We're gonna go see Thor today. Um, actually, we got to do some. Uh, we got a, a little Boy Scout, or I'm sorry, Cub Scout um, family fun day planned. And then uh, after that, I'm gonna take the kids. We're gonna go see Thor. So hopefully, we have a good time. Um, hopefully, you guys have a great weekend. Um, if you're gonna go see Thor, tell me how you like it. Uh, tweet me, uh, Instagram me. I'm gonna I'm get back to everybody. I just um, yeah, I don't have a phone right now, so it'd probably be. It takes a little longer. It's gonna take a little bit longer to to get a hold of me, um, but. You know, I respond to everyone's messages. Uh, Love you guys. Thank you for all your support. Japan. Japan, you guys are amazing. And the the, the love I'm getting from the Japanese fans is so crazy that I'm actually considering doing uh, an IBGGF event. Not like anytime near future. Maybe in late 2018, early 2019, but uh, I, I want to see if I can go out there and and do an IBGJF event because that, I mean, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be cool to connect with some of those uh, some of the podcast listeners in uh, in Japan. So, he said, "Thank you. Have a great weekend." Um, here's uh, here is the recap of Bellator 186 and the breakdown of UFC 217 with Chadwick Church. Thanks a lot, Fat Leets. Peace. Hey, Chad. What's up? And welcome back to the Fat Boy Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. How you been, buddy? Busy as a motherfucker, dude. You just, Busy as a... You just moved fucking cross-country. I got married. Yeah, I moved cross-country. I tried to fucking continue to do school. I got... Like trying to set up a house, man. It's been it's been crazy, dude. It's absolutely crazy. That's uh, that's crazy, man. But you guys are doing good. Yeah, yeah. We uh starting to get settled in. I'm sure you saw my um my wall of TV that I just set up. I did see the wall of TV. I also saw your bathroom. I can't wait to destroy it. Oh, my beautiful Packers bathroom. Yeah, that that horrible bathroom. Man, I, I tell you what, I got the best wife ever. She lets me fucking set up a Packers bathroom, and I got a 60 and a 43-inch TV on the living room wall. Awesome. Uh, kind of looking, living like a frat house, aren't you? Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, she knows I – well, the whole reason we got the two TVs is because I can uh, – I watch way too much sports. <laughs> like, like, if there's a fight on, I'm watching that motherfucker, dude. And – um, she just like recently got into video games with me, so she likes to play Lego Adventures. Nice. So um, it's like we can put on the, the big TV. I can put on the fights, and if I want to, I can mute it because I don't need to hear anything. And then we can throw on the video games on the second TV. Legit, that's a that's a way to pass time, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we don't go out and do much, you know. We don't go out and hang out very, very often. Well, so uh, always, we wanted to in school. Yeah, and we wanted to make sure that, like, if we didn't, if we didn't want to, we don't have to leave the house. So we're trying to set it up to like it's our own little sanctuary. That's awesome. That's good. 
So, man, I, I got you on, and we wanted to talk and go over this Bellator card that we just saw. How'd you? I Dude. honestly, I just saw the the main card. I actually um, started at the Ed Ruth fight. Uh, I was. A you mean trainer. when Ed Ruth almost killed a man? Yes, that one. That one. Yes. So I'm a huge, huge college wrestling fan, dude. It was awesome for me because it takes place at Penn State University. And they've won six of the last seven national championships. They've won the last two with a record of 30-0. and So it's just huge for the wrestling community to have like a card like this come together. All under the privilege of Chaos Anderson. Yeah, and Kale... Kale was there doing commentary during the uh, during the Ed Ruth cart. Yeah, Ed Ruth, right? Was it that? Or no, was it, it was a Phil Davis. No, yeah, which which honestly was the worst fight of the night. <laughs> like that Phil Davis fight was just like exactly what everyone thought it was going to be. Yep, I I agree. Um, but it was. I mean, it's hard not to root for Phil Davis, but you know, and as, as a jujitsu player. Of course, I wanted to see Leo Lecce win, but man, Phil Phil did an awesome job. That was uh, for what he, I mean, for what he could do. He was worried about yeah, the pounds and stuff. And I know you were out training, so that's why I tagged you in that uh, highlight reel knockout in the uh, prelim. Tywin Claxton, that was, and that was his debut fight. Yeah, he, I mean, debut yeah, fight. debut pro fight. Yes. Yeah, he was 7-0 and as an amateur, I think they said, but a super, I call it a Superman flying knee, because he, he jumped from like a quarter of the way across the cage. Yep, off the other leg. and Yeah. <laughs> like, that That was a legit knockout. The guy just went stiff. That was crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the undercard was real solid. Um I actually just uh, took up a little hobby. I don't know how long it's going to last because I don't know how much I really like writing for them. But I started writing for like one of the MMA sites, and I did a big uh, a big story for like uh, my first published story, I guess I should say. But it was like how how this card was going to benefit the wrestling community, and it focused on the wrestlers. I guess I should have focused on Taiwan Claxton fucking flying across the cage instead of the wrestlers. But the wrestlers all did a great job. Yeah, man. Oh, my boy Bader. My boy Bader fucking making his first title defense. That makes it official. He's a true champion now. True champion. And he, man, he looked good. He looked good. His, his in and out movement since he's, uh, since he started training with, uh, God damn, I cannot pronounce his name. His coach there, the guy who used to be with, uh, um, Jose Aldo and Henan Brau down there in Brazil. can't pronounce his fucking name. I can't even think of what it goes like. But yeah, he used to uh he used to be Hennon Brow and Jose Aldo's coach. Yeah, I'm not uh I don't remember people's names, man. I'm I'm horrible with names. Dude, I, I am I'm terrible. I fucking <laughs> met both my neighbors and I still can't tell you their names. Oh, um yeah, I I agree with that cuz I don't know my neighbors and it's always awkward cuz I see them and I'm like, "Oh, hi." Yeah, have a nice day. I'm ruined the day they come and try to talk to me because I'm like, I don't remember who you are. Well, like, I, I lived on the West Coast for 12 years, and 
every year, dude, you know, you buy candy, you got it in the house, you wait for the trick-or-treaters to come, they never come, you eat the bag of candy, you call it good. So this year, I'm out, I take the dogs out to go for a walk, and I see this, like, cluster of children just appear out of nowhere, and I was like, we have trick-or-treaters! I'm, like, running back to the house, I'm like, come on, dogs, come on! I'm, like, running inside, I'm like, I know I got bags of candy stashed somewhere. <laughs> and so the neighbors come over and they're like, hi, we're, yeah, those people. <laughs> the next day, I'm like, all I remember is, like, the kids' names. That was, like, the last name they gave me, and I didn't have time to lock in the other names. I was like, damn it. You're going to be the creep calling the little kids' names. Be like, uh, hey, um, hey, um, Scarlet's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Scarlet's mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people are like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm still trying to get used to this uh, Tennessee lifestyle where you know people say hi to you and they wave and they're not assholes. So you really experienced it was that bad for you on the West Coast? Oh, dude, in in Oregon especially, people just walk around with their fucking heads down, just. That's all you. That's all you get from people. You you don't talk to people. You don't like wave at them. You don't have any conversation with them. And here, and like we got a neighbor who lives like four houses down the street. Every time they drive by the house, they're like waving at me, and I'm like, "Hi, people." <laughs> but then you put them behind the fucking wheel of a car, and they're a bunch of assholes. So <laughs> it's kind of a counterbalance. Not getting around good over there, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a it's a it's definitely a change for me. I mean, it's a it's a definite slower pace style of life around here. That's good. That's well. Hope you enjoy it. I know you're gonna you be here for a while or be on the East Coast for a while. So you know, and that shit. At least now, when we do podcasts, we're not fucking three four time zones away. Right? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, he wants to podcast at 9.30. Wait, what time is that? Oh, wait, we're only an hour difference now. Cool. <laughs> oh, you're still an hour. Shit, I didn't realize Tennessee was, uh. Tennessee's on, my half of Tennessee is on Chicago time. The other half of Tennessee is on your time. Motherfucker. I just figured, I just figured it was all, all Tennessee was on the Eastern Standard Time. Oh, that's yeah, not bad. So Eight thirty is not bad for you. Oh no, no, dude! Like right now, like I'm just focusing on school, so like I don't have to get up in the morning. <laughs> just <laughs> the, the wife's working like crazy fucking hours, but like, and on the West Coast, you can share a car because every place has awesome public transportation. Well, I kind of live in the country now, and you ain't going nowhere unless you're walking <laughs> a few miles. Or you got your own car. Yeah, that's the uh, same thing with Florida, man, down here. And I, you know what? And I, let me say, in I don't know well, that well about Miami, but Central Florida, man, their public transportation sucks. And they're putting in, they're putting on you know a, a train from Miami to Orlando. Let's see how well that goes. But yeah, down here, you know what? Actually, where I live now in Fort Myers, it has better. Public transportation, and I think it's all because of the retirees. 
That makes sense. Uh, I just I just heard from uh, somebody. I don't remember where the fuck I was at. But uh, Amazon was thinking about bringing a bunch of jobs here, but they don't want to bring them to this area because there's no public transportation, and the people who tend to work for Amazon like to ride public transportation. Really? So, and then I guess I heard on the news there's like a whole thing about they want to put in like a, I guess like technically like a light rail system, if you're familiar with the light rail type trains. They want to put that in Nashville, but the people here don't want to pay the taxes to do it even though it would bring in a crazy amount of jobs. Yeah. What can you do? These, uh, they, sometimes they don't plan shit well or look at shit correctly. How can I say? <clears throat> yeah. And it's just growing. So here, like everything starts in Nashville and just works one direction or the other and just grows just crazy growth. So is it is it the Vegas of the East Coast? Well, technically, like Vegas. Well, I would say growth wise, yeah, yeah. Because I moved to Vegas when I moved to Vegas, it was two thousand five, mm-hmm. and it was still like kind of booming when I moved there. And um, when I left Vegas, is when like like we had that huge economic collapse in like two thousand nine. And uh, everything was just faltering, and the housing bubble was bursting, and everything. But yeah, this place kind of reminds me of it because, but it's more spread out. Like Vegas, you have Vegas, North Las Vegas, and Henderson. Here, it starts in Nashville and works down the I sixty five corridor, and so it hits like Franklin. That's where all the famous people live, and then you go to Spring Hill, and that's kind of like the new up and coming hipster millennial area like whole foods is going in there and then you have <laughs> then you have columbia which is booming off from the people who don't want to live in spring hill and then we live in the next town down which is called lewisburg which apparently is where fainting goats were developed because the weekend we moved here they had the goat music festival and everyone had to tell us about fainting goats interesting, interesting. tell me about it tell me about it they're goats. So they, when they get scared, they're they're like possums. They just shut down and they fall over and fucking. It's like a defense mechanism. Festival. It was the weekend we were moving into our house. So, but uh, if you're familiar with any country music at all, you know the band Lone Star, and Lone Star and John Michael Montgomery played at this festival for free. Oh shit! So it's a big deal. Oh shit! It's a big deal. Oh, yeah, I guess, like, the population here, like, tripled. <laughs> I was just trying to see. I, I was just trying to see. You got kind of an echo on your end. It might be my room because I don't have anything in here. It just, well, it just started. It just, <laughs> it just started. started. It just started. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like my whole house echoes because we moved from, like, a... Well, we had a 900-square-foot apartment, but we had a roommate who lived in 110 square feet of it. And so we moved from that, and now we have, like, a 1,200-square-foot house. And so, like, we don't have shit. <laughs> like, my office right now, well, this is not even joking. This is where I'm doing my podcast, is two folding tables set up at different heights. <laughs> That's my desk right now because I haven't picked out what desk I want to put in here. That, that works. That works. Yeah, so I got a janky ass office, and then like 
boxes and tubs and my creepy um, BSN 40 grams of protein Forrest Griffin poster that I stole like seven years ago. Uh, we'll get that stuff put up. Get yourself all nice and cozy at home. We're like moving room by room, and then like you know we start in one room and we do that room, and then we move to the next room and do that room, and then last night I got a little. Uh, we have a friend in the house, and his name is Cecil the fucking Mouse, and so I've been trying to catch that motherfucker. And as soon as the wife heard that we had a mouse in the house, uh, it was called the Exterminator, and get them out here on a quarterly basis. So I had to deal with the Exterminator guy today, who could have been Jesus's brother because he was about eight hundred and forty years old. Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah. Retire. <clears throat> yeah, he was like Parkinson's shaking and everything. I was like worried for his safety. I was like, have you been exposed to too many chemicals over the years? Or what's going on here, man? Wow. wow. Oh, and before I forget, congratulations on being under 300 there, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. That's, uh, man, that, uh, it, it, it it took a while, and then when it fucking finally happened, I, I legit cried about it because it, it was something that it seemed so – it seemed like it was never going to happen. Yeah. Like, as soon as you hit triple digits on any weight loss, I, I know that feeling, man. You get, a you get like, an overwhelming feeling that's fucking insane. Yes. And, and I'm, now I'm, like, addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I told. Know, it, I don't know if it's vanity or what. Like I don't know if it's good or bad. But that's I'm I'm just kind of just like addicted to it. The feeling of it. I uh I've been looking for gyms here, like anything, and I'm like, man, I just can't justify spending the money on these gyms for what they offer. So like I've been talking to you about rowers and stuff, and I was talking to the wife, and with Black Friday coming up, I think I'm just gonna buy the stuff from my own little mini gym, and just have it in the yard. <laughs> that's uh kind of what i do man i i mean besides the, the jiu-jitsu school that i go to i kind of do all my own workouts at home be- between the row and the weights that i have and um i found a guy here like locally and um that sells uh plates at a discount you know too bad oh, i can't too bad i can't have them you know it, it's a bitch when they have to ship you know yeah. um that's where that's where they make the money, or that's where the, you spend all the money because of, of shipping those fucking plates. But uh, that's that kind of helped me. And the rower, like I I fucking bought a treadmill two three years ago, and let me tell you, that bitch is still folded up in in, in the garage, and I don't use it because it's a fucking treadmill. Like I don't like running the rower. I fell in love with it because it's so easy to do. It really is, and, and it's, it's such a good workout. Yeah, the uh, the wife was like, oh, you want to get a rower? I love doing the rower. So, like, we're talking about just putting the rower right in the middle of the living room. <laughs> so that way, when I'm watching fucking TV, just do, do, fucking get a roll on. I've watched the entire season of Luke Cage on the rower. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's like our like we have a couch in there in our living room, and she's like, yeah, we'll just put the rower over in the corner, and then when people come over, be like, that's your seat, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. And, and you know what though, um, the concept too, they fold up pretty nice, and and they come apart. Where if you have to stick them in the in the little closet, you kind of can. 
Yeah, like I said, we don't have shit, so we got plenty of room in the living room. And like, I, you saw my TV wall, dude. I can set up a TV, you know. And I, I put everything on movable mounts, so those TVs come out and they twist in any direction I want them to. And those articulating mounts are so the best things for for fucking flat panels nowadays. Oh, dude, uh, uh, I'll, I'll throw out a cheap ass plug right now. Fucking uh, mounting dream. I got them on Amazon. I got them for my little TVs for like twenty four ninety nine, and my big TV was like seventy five bucks. That's not bad at all. Shit. No, I and they know. are solid. Have you have you ever have you walked into a Best Buy and see how much they want for a TV mount? Oh yeah, dude. Even fucking Costco was more expensive than uh just because the box said Sanus on there, Sanos or whatever the hell they call them. Really. Yeah, it was like uh, Costco's cheapest mount was like ninety nine ninety nine, and it was literally one where you could tilt it at a fifteen degree angle, and that was it. That's Anything. that's that's what like made my, it special. Yeah, my big uh, my sixty inch TV mount comes out like I think it's sixteen inches, moves at a full fucking flex both ways, and tilts up and down fifteen degrees. That's, that's a nice amount, man. Well, good jo- good job finding this shit on Amazon. I love fucking Amazon. I spend a lot of money on Amazon. Oh, dude, dude, dude. When you live in the country and fucking you ain't got no car and you're sitting at home by yourself and the wife says, hey, we should get some stuff for the uh, house. Next thing you know, you have a 20-piece Amazon order coming <laughs> on six different delivery trucks and the credit card bill is going up. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it happened. I'm saying it happened. <laughs> Fucking credit cards. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how expensive owning a house was. So for all you people who are trying to buy a house, you will buy a house and then you will spend a lot of fucking money right off the bat. <laughs> oh, it never fails. And shit, you're going through that move, right? And I got to do this shit in two months. I'm, you know, oh, dude. I'm leaving Southwest Florida and I'm going back up to Central Florida and fuck, I'm, and we're downsizing. I, I rent a bigger house here. Um, that was kind of the, the, the kicker, how I, how I got the wife to, to make the move. I said, okay, we'll get, we'll get something bigger. We'll get a bigger space. <laughs> that lasted two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. We uh we got lucky because my wife's company actually moved us. So like they came and packed up the house, put it on a semi and fucking moved it for us. But then we got to Tennessee and we were supposed to close on our house on like a Tuesday. So we busted our ass to drive across the United States, dude, like twelve hour days in the car, fucking finally get to Tennessee. And we didn't end up closing on the house until like four fifteen in the afternoon on Friday. Oh shit! And yeah, so like my my stress level was through the fucking roof, dude. I was like literally at a point where I told her I was like, if we don't have this house by four o'clock today, we are going up into Murfreesboro. We are renting a fucking apartment. We are calling the trucking company and hoping they can deliver it to that place. I'm like, I'm, and I'm punching a whole lot of motherfuckers in the face along the way. And she's like, uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how to respond to that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was like, literally like nothing like living and we were literally living in our car 
like bouncing around between motels with us two, our two dogs, which luckily they're small, anything that we could pack into the car, and we had been living out of a like medium-sized, soft-sided cooler than I bought at Columbia when I worked there for 12 days. That does not, that does not sound fun. But then no. again, I, I'm I'm also the one that I'm trying to I'm trying to buy us a uh, a trailer, um, a travel trailer like uh, just a little camper. Oh, dude, that's like our dream. Like, if my wife had her way in like 15 years, we would literally live in an RV and just follow NASCAR around. Oh, you guys like NASCAR? She okay. So here, here's 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 the fucked up story. Of my relationship in in, <laughs> in in a little basket. We got together for some odd reason. She goes in the NASCAR, so she got me in the NASCAR because I used to get free tickets at work and when I worked in uh, Arizona. So we went to NASCAR, and the first time I went to NASCAR, I was like, "This is the fucking du- why would I want to go to fucking NASCAR? Fucking bunch of cars driving in circles. Somebody better fucking crash." You know, and then I get there, and I'm like, this place is pretty fucking cool. And then she tells me, well, you could have brought, like, a 12-pack of beer and drank it in the parking lot before we went into the race. And I'm like, what do you mean I could have brought a 12-pack of beer? Why did we not stop at the fucking store? And then, fucking, so, then I got her into a professional wrestling. So, that was our white trash trade-off. <laughs> and now, she had, now I got her playing fantasy football this season. And just based off of my conversations I have from people like you and my buddy Sam, she can school pretty much anybody in MMA. So it's a give and take relationship. I give a bunch of fucking white trash shit to her and sports stuff, and she gave me NASCAR. Um, I I haven't actually been to a NASCAR race, and I've uh, I've wanted to. And I get sometimes uh, free tickets from work, and I just never gone. But I have gone to Daytona for the Rolex, and I fucking love the Rolex. That's my type oh, of I, I love turning it. left and right. Oh, well, I mean, there's road courses in NASCAR now. <laughs> really? No, we should, we should meet in the fucking most exciting track in NASCAR. It's the one in Talladega, where they do over 200 miles an hour the whole entire race. There's no brakes. What? I did not know that. Talladega has, like, some crazy banking. Like, the 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 bottom of the track and the top of the track is, like, 40-foot difference in height. What? Yeah, it's like it's just like, okay, so the best way I can describe it is, you know it's those things around? Yeah, you know the thing you put the penny in and yeah. you fucking watch it go around? It's like that. It's where um Dale Earnhardt Sr. died. Okay. I, I, so they always say that when you watch Talladega, just wait for the big one. And when the big one happens, it's going to happen. Yeah, it'll take out, like, half the field, dude. It's insane. But it's like one of like, when we moved to Tennessee, she literally mapped out all the different tracks we could drive to in a weekend. And I mapped out all the different places where there's usual MMA and football events that we could drive to in a weekend. Happy medium. That's that's how you, uh, yeah. hey, man, that's, that's how you guys stay happy. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, NASCAR, I wasn't into it until I went and saw it live, and now I'm, like, kind of half-ass addicted to it, so well, he, you'll that, have that. that. That happened to me with EDC, with that electronic music. Which you're going to next weekend, next right? Next weekend, yes, sir. I'm excited. I was, to... 
I was told to tell you by the wife that she is very jealous. I know I'm I'm so lucky that those were uh, uh, my birthday present gifts for my wife, my early birthday present gifts for my wife. So I'm excited. Um, I hopefully I can make it both days. Last year, whew, last year was rough. The first day was all right. It was that second day that's the that kills you. Well, I got a feeling that within the next couple of years we'll be coming down to go with you because she wants to go to EDC so fucking bad it's ridiculous. She really wants to go to one in Vegas. That'd be awesome. Man, see, and that's the thing. We're trying to, every year, build up for the two days because then, then you could book in Vegas. I, man, three days doing that in Vegas I think would be rough. Three nights. I mean, I'm Dude. fucking old already, man. I'm 35. I just... I've, I've lived in Vegas, and we were vacationing in Vegas when there was EDC going on, and you see, like, 18-year-old kids who can't fucking handle that shit for three days. It's fucking rough. I'd be drinking like 10 bottles of Pedialyte a day. With that and the, and the heat in Vegas is the problem, too. The night heat. Yeah, it's 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 still fucking hot, dude. Like, uh, funny story. So, we went for vacation. EDC was going on. We actually lost a member of our party. And he ended up at EDC for like two days. Doesn't know how he got there, who we went there with, how he left, how he got back to the hotel. We saw him the first night we were in Vegas, and we didn't see him again until like 15 minutes before everyone was piling into cars to leave. Did he have a good time? <laughs> apparently, apparently, dude. He, he was fucking rock star, but yeah, he was uh, crazy. That dude was fucking insane. But we literally he had a hangover experience. We lost him for a whole weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. So my man, wow. let's uh let's talk about UFC two seventeen. Oh man, dude, this card is fucking jacked. Yeah, did you just see the one guy that got pulled for the fucking uh anti doping violation? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he kind of fucked up. <laughs> I was, I had a bet with his opponent as an eight-fight parlay, and that shit's now canceled. It shouldn't cancel your whole parlay. It should only just take one fight away and knock your odds down. Nah, not, I, I don't, man, the the last couple times I've had fights get pulled like that, Bovado, uh, they just, um... I just lose the money. Huh. Yeah, anytime I ever been in like Vegas, they would just uh they would just uh knock your odds down to the next uh level. That's what I and thought it would be, but it's not. Not with Bovado. And it's it's probably the way they do the payouts and stuff like that, so I understand that, but I mean it wasn't much. I, it was an eight fight parlay. Dude, when I do eight fight or, or nine fight parlays, I'm betting a dollar. I'm betting a dollar or two dollars. I'm not betting. I'm not going crazy. I mean, it's not. I'm. I'm not really trying to hit them. It's like one of those shit. If a dollar, I, this one would have been a dollar making 187. Yeah. Like, that's fucking. That that's amazing. But what's what's what are the actual chances of that happening in all eight fights? <clears throat> yeah, it's uh. 
I I used uh I was using Bet DSL, I think is what it's called, out of a while. And I was doing really good NASCAR. <laughs> Yo, you bet, bet on, NASCAR. You, you bet on NASCAR? Oh yeah, you bet you bet who's gonna win. Their odds are crazy too, dude. It's like like you can like there's a couple bets I don't even understand placing them because they were like crazy odds and it was like if this happens I was like gonna win a thousand dollars off from a five dollar bet so I was like fuck it fuck it make it ten right yeah let, let me get two grand three grand four grand I don't know that, that's that's the shit that's the ideas that get you in trouble though <laughs> when it comes to betting we used to, uh, when I lived in Vegas, we used to sit down in the sports book on Saturdays and bet college football, and you would throw together a parlay for the early games, you would throw together a parlay for the late games, and then you would throw together your mixed parlay. So that way, if your morning parlay failed, you could still go and put another parlay bet. Jeez, that's crazy. Man, I, I just, I don't know how to, I wouldn't know how to act with the... Gambling that much, I, I man, I I'm telling you, I, uh, I I know how much I can gamble and how much not to, you know. I'd love to. It's I'm not that yeah. fucking good. I don't. That's the problem. I don't watch sports enough, especially when it comes to like football and shit like that, uh, um, to to make <laughs> the best fucking uh, the best decisions. Yeah, sometimes I bet with my heart more than I should, and that's what gets me into trouble. Yeah, that's the that's the fucking problem. Shit, my fantasy football league, I'm one in fucking what seven six seven, right now. Yeah, I won one game, and that was by <laughs> luck. And that was by luck. And it's not gonna happen. First place in my fantasy football league, my fucking one. <laughs> oh, that's a kicker to you, balls. Or are you helping her? I'm going to kill the video real quick. I think I got a lag on my side. Okay, cool. Yeah, that seemed to help a little bit. But uh, yeah, dude, this card this card tomorrow, I probably end up betting with my heart. So let's let's get this uh, Johnny Hendricks. Well, let's do the main card. Not that... Uh... Let's do. Actually, I want to talk about uh, what do you think about Mickey Ball, Mickey Gall, and Randy Brown starting off the Fox Sports One card? Let me pull up my handy dandy little app here and uh, the fight card. <clears throat> yeah, dude, I, I think I'm going to be up in Nashville because we have people that we know in town, so. I'm trying to find out if Dave and Buster's is going to show the fight so I can jump over to Dave and Buster's around 9. Nice. I thought they – well, I know the the one in Orlando does for, for big events. I don't know if they're calling – considering uh, 217 a, a huge event, but let's see. I mean, I would. I don't know, man. It's it's pretty loaded. So let's see. Randy Brown versus Mickey Gall. 
Mickey Gall seems to be a killer lately, man. He just seems to be the hype train derailer. Yep. Um... So, I mean, it's hard to bet against the kid. So, Gall? I'm going Gall. I'm going Gall on that one. Myself. What about OSP versus Corey Anderson? I got to go with the... Uh, Bon St. Pru choke on that one. Yeah, it shouldn't be called can the Von anymore, right? Von, yeah, can he be winning by the Von St. Pru choke again? Second round, Von Flew? Or- that, would be, that would be amazing. That would be amazing if he pulled it off again. The Von SP? Yeah, the Vaughn. I like that. The Vaughn SP. Oh, it wasn't bad. That was just off the dome right now. Let's see. Man, you know what? And the next two fighters, uh, yeah, I don't know them. I haven't seen any one of their fights before. So the Walt Harris, the Walt Mark Gunn. Yeah. That fight, if that fight goes out of the first fucking round, I'm going to be surprised. These dudes both like to fucking throw down. And they have knockout power. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they like to just bang. So I would not... It's either going to be an awesome highlight reel fucking KO or it's going to be getting to the second, third round and it's two big-ass fucking dudes dragging ass. (laughs) Gassed and just hitting each other? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Walt Harris on that one just because I think he can catch him. But Mark Godbeer, man, he likes to uh, like that. That one's a toss up. I'm gonna flip a coin on that one. I'll say Godbeer on that one just because. Oh, and, and before I go any further, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my boy Curtis Blades as the winner two of his fight. He's on the uh, fight the pass. Fight, the fight pass card, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that dude can bang. Oh, man. He's out there, and he's over there training in Denver with with our man, Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne Bank. <laughs> Dwayne Bank. Um, yeah, that next one, that next one has potential fight of the night written on it for me. James Vick. The James Vick. Yeah, Joe Duffy and James Vick, man, that thing has potential fight of the night. That's going to be a scrap. I'm going with Duffy. Oh, shit. Did I lose you? No, I'm going with Duffy. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh, man. I don't even call that one, dude. I'm going to go James Vick. I think Vic's going to get it. I think it's an upset of Vic wins, but I think he's going to get it. And then that pulls up. That's the Fox Sports 1 card, and then we have the main card. And can we get a <clears throat> congratulations for Johnny Hendricks for making fucking weight? Oh, man, dude. I used to I used to like that dude. I really did. But, wow. Talk about zero discipline. He's the kind of dude who's going to be, once he stops fighting, he's going to be like 400 pounds. Man, I hope he doesn't. Because, uh, 
Because that's going to really, like, uh, I, can, I can only imagine to be, you know, one time the welterweight champ and then, <laughs> and then look like you ate three welterweights. Dude, he, uh, so I have it on good authority. I know some people who trained with him, like, while he was in that long streak of missing weight. Mm-hmm. And even during camp, he was eating Baconators and drinking, like, Green Monsters. Like, that's all he lived on. Some guys, so, you, I have a friend, I have a friend who, you know, fought amateur here in in Central Florida, or in here in Florida, I mean, and he would, uh, bro, that was like McDonald's and Cokes, that that would be his meal. He, he basically intermittent fasted using McDonald's and Cokes. Wow, wow, that is a, uh, that that's his, special. And that was his weight cut. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, but he has he's never missed weight, so it <clears throat> obviously you know it's not good for you, but what what can you say? You're like, fuck, you're making the weight. Some dudes some dudes can do it. I don't know, man, but I don't I don't think I see Paulo Costa's hope going in that fight. I think Johnny Hendricks cuz Johnny Hendricks was worried he was going to miss weight. So, I think he's gonna he's gonna do what he did, man. He's just gonna gas out. He he doesn't he doesn't come in. I mean, he wasn't making weight at welterweight, and now he's having trouble making weight at middleweight. What's next? Is he going to two hundred five? He's way too small for two hundred five. He, he's too small for one eighty five. That that's true. But he still carries that knockout power, so he always has that chance. But is it sluggish? It is. I think he's way more sluggish. At 85 than he was at 70. When he was the 170 champion, he was throwing fast haymakers. Now he's just throwing over-the-top right. He kind of looks like uh, Chuck Liddell when Chuck Liddell got his gut. Mm. (sighs) Yeah, well, I'm... As much as I hate to do this, I'm going Paulo Costa. I got to go Costa. No, we're in agreement. And the next fight, coin in the air, and whatever side you want to give me, because I don't have a fucking clue who's going to win this fight. Man, I'm a a Masvidal fan. Purebred? Purebred all day, son. He came out looking like Jersey Shore. And is he going to even get a fight purse? He's talking about refusing to wear the Reebok gear. Like, is he just going to go out there and fight for free tomorrow night? Hey, man, that's none of my business. That's between him and who, and, and, and his employer. All I know is uh, what's going to happen between him and uh, Thompson. He's going to fuck Thompson up. I don't know, man. You got to get you got to get in on Thompson, man. He's a hard motherfucker to get in on. He's got that crazy karate style. He is, just not against Masvidal. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I ain't, I ain't even picking that one because, like I said, throw a fucking coin up in the air and see what happens. <laughs> now, now we get into the championship fights. Joanna Jernchuk-Chick right. right. versus Rose Namajunas. 
So here is my pull on this fight. I am a huge Bug Rose fan. I love this girl. And if she can take take you on down in the beginning and, and get something on her neck, then she could submit her. But Joanna Champion is a fucking sniper. And when it gets to round four, I haven't seen anybody who can fucking hang with her come round four and five. She looks just as good in the fourth and fifth rounds as she did in the first. I agree. I, I, I can't pick against that girl. I think she's the best 115-pound women's fucking fighter in the world right now. But she is a goddamn sniper. And when it comes down to throwing those fucking elbows... Yo, they, they find she, she just knows where they're going to be, where your face is going to be. It's, it's she is... She's almost... She's like a... She's got that fucking Demetrius Johnson fucking sixth sense sometimes. So you're obviously going with champion, Joanna champion. I'm going to go Joanna in the fourth round by TKO. The only chance I think Rose has is if she gets her down on the mat and fucking just chokes the living hell out of her in like rounds one or two. So I'm going to say Thug Rose, third round, submission. Oh, dang. I ain't going to be mad either way. And that's one of those fights I just love to watch because I ain't going to be mad no matter what. That, this is going to be a great fight. This is I, – I, for honestly, I think this is going to be way better to watch than Joanna Claudia. Yeah, I agree. I um. My little writing gig I have, they sent out their little thing where like, it was like, pick your fight of the night. Fight of the night. Fucking everyone else is picking the next fight we're going to talk about, but I picked that one as fight of the night. This is this has got the potential to be fight of the night. If, uh, if you're Walt Harris and uh, Godbeard doesn't. Yeah, or Duffy Vic. I mean, or there's Duffy a bunch Vic. of fights That's on here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so for the Bantamweight champion... Cody Garbrandt versus TJ. Cody. I, I know you're going to say Cody. What's up, I must your, what, what's up with your boy Cody posting that video? Dude, you knew it was going to come out. You knew it was going to come out. Bro, that's not – that's so – You knew he was going to wait. That's such bitch shit. That's a bitch move. You knew it was going to come out. These two haven't stopped talking shit for, what, a year and a half now? But, yo, it, you, you don't see how fucking, like, TJ's left this shit. He don't even fucking talk about it. Let shit fucking, y'all motherfuckers don't know how to get water under a bridge? Like, goddamn, alpha male. There ain't, there is no, it, it, dude, they have been by the motto since the beginning, team alpha male versus everyone. Fucking Dominic and Uriah still can't, they, they half-ass buried it on Uriah's fucking retirement fight. They still can't bury that shit, dude. No, they, they still, they they still have beat each other. They legit hate each other. But to take the complete personal thing out of it, Cody did to Dominic Cruz, I can't pick against Cody. I thought Dominic Cruz was the best fucking phantom in the fucking history of fighting. And 
Cody fucking made him look slow and sluggish. He did. But is... I don't know if he can make TJ look just as bad. I think TJ, skill-wise, is better. I don't know. I just, I think TJ's only hope is to take it in deep waters and hope that fucking Cody gasses. Because he's going to be facing a reach advantage. He's going to be facing a fucking huge leg advantage, which still pisses me off. The UFC does not take this into account. If you watch Axis fights on Friday night, they still put up the leg reach. I don't understand why the UFC does not put up leg reach. But, yeah, he's going to be way longer, and he's fucking quick. And I think and I think he's quicker than Dominic. Yes. Well, so we'll I, have to see. I don't think, and it all depends on what TJ shows up, you know. But I'm a, I'm gonna go with the upset with Dillashaw. I don't even know if it's an upset. That fight might be a pick'em by the time the fight hits. Oh, that's true. Everybody I think did. it was like uh, last time I saw it was like well the upset actually the upset of the champion yeah definitely but I think last time I saw it, the odds it was like minus one eighty plus one fifty damn that's pretty even yeah now for the main event Michael Bisming GSP all right all right so I gotta give a little history on this one I am not a GSP fan. I'm a fan of GSP as a human. I'm a fan of GSP before he won the title. But after Sarah beat GSP, I despise watching GSP. He would lay and pray. He was just there to hold on to titles. Um, really, the most damage he's done since then is when he beat up Koscheck with that jab. <clears throat> um, Destroyed his fucking eyeball. Yeah. His orbital. But... With that being said, I'm picking GSP. I'm picking GSP too. And I think he's going to jab the shit out of Michael Bisping's blind eye. I'm going to take it one step farther. GSP is going to submit Michael Bisping in the fourth round. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. And it has to do with a little. It has to do with a little man crush I have. GSP has been training a lot with the Danaher Death Squad, and he apparently has been putting some new submissions into his repertoire. Hmm. I think that, especially after today's interview at the weigh-ins, I believe that anybody who knows anything about GSP knows about his whole bullying thing. When he was a kid, he was picked on and bullied, and that's why he got into karate and everything. I feel like he looks at Bisbean like a bully. And with with Michael Bisbean calling him a pussy, a fucking pussy today at the weigh-ins and saying he's going to destroy that fucking pussy, I feel like GSP is taking this to heart, and he wants to beat up this kid for all the small kids who got picked on. You're going psychological in this fight. Well, come on, man. You know I got to do that shit. Yeah. 
Well, let's see. I, yeah, I, think, I think it's going to be a great. It's going to be a great card. Yes, I I cannot deny that one. I just got to see if I'm going to watch it when it's happening, or if I got to order the pay per view and fucking record that shit at home and catch it as soon as I get home. Well, it shouldn't be too bad, right? I mean, oh, it's fucking yeah, the Fox Sports One. You forget the Fox Sports One on your mobile. Fight pass on your mobile. It's the main card that's really the issue. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm worried about. But I mean, luckily for me, I'm not on the West Coast anymore. On the West Coast, your shit starts at seven o'clock. Here, I at least got till nine. So, wife has to work tomorrow. And then when she gets off work, she's gonna come grab me. We're gonna go meet our people. And I can't say what kind of trouble I'm gonna get into <laughs> because I don't know. You know, I've been known sometimes you go out and you think you're just going to fucking hang out for an hour. And then like eight hours later, you're just getting into the car. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it, it happens to me a lot. <laughs> I'm that uh, I'm that horrible friend who's like, let's just go have one beer. And then one beer turns into like one keg. Which which one got you drunk? You're pointing at all five beers. <laughs> which, so, which, which your okay. hand open out? Which your hand open out? Yeah, a, a, a perfect example of this, and my buddy still talks about this to this day. It was like St. Patrick's Day. Let's see, 2004, I think. No, 2005. It would have been like the year I turned 21. Or a year after I turned 21, my, uh, my, my buddy looks at me and goes, Hey man, you want to, you want to go up to the bar and grab a green beer? I know you got to work tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay. So we, uh, go up to the bar. I'm like, yeah, we're just gonna have one beer, right? Yep. Eight hours later, I had the last green beer. What the fuck? How did... <laughs> Went home, slept for like three hours, and went to work. And to this day, I believe this is the reason why his wife does not want him to hang out with me. <laughs> and they weren't even together at this time. They weren't even together at that time. She just heard the story and knew you were a bad influence. Dude, everyone, everyone's wife thinks I'm a bad influence. It's fucking... It's... <laughs> Like, it's so funny. Like, I've had people, like, be like, uh, um, we were in Vegas one time. And just based on my looks alone, my, uh, my, um, uh, we were sitting there and it was like me, my now wife, and like four of our other friends. And this lady actually looked at her kid and was like, whatever you do, don't grow up to be like that guy. <laughs> wow. And me, I don't keep my mouth shut very well. My filter's fucking horrible. And, like, very loudly, I was like, yes, do not be like me. You do not want to have a master's degree. You do not want to have a full-time job. Do not be like me. <laughs> fucking pissing people off, Chad. That's how I roll, dude. I'm pretty good at it. I ain't good at a lot of shit, but I'm pretty good at pissing people off.
thought I lost you. But um, so um, that's the card, man. Break down the card. I mean, I know you're ha- you're fucking one happy pig right now, uh, or like a pig in mud. Sorry, one happy pig, like a pig in mud right now with fucking uh, Bader's victory. Oh yeah, dude. I'm uh, I was I was waiting to see if he'd text me back. Fucking uh, he uh, he usually doesn't get back to me until like four in the morning because they all always go out and fucking party after the uh, fight, and I'll just get a random text at, like, 4 in the morning. <clears throat> well, hopefully you get that text, and you know, congratulate him. Let him know I said uh, congratulations as well. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to be psyched, dude. He's got, fuck, man, this is this is huge for him. I mean, I think he's getting ready to reopen his actual gym in Arizona here pretty soon. Really? So, yeah, because power, power shut down because they couldn't renew the lease with the building manager. The building manager didn't want to renew the lease for the, with them. Um, they got bought out or something like that. And then, so they were like kind of half-assed training here and there. And then, like, right now they're in, Oh, you know, like an industrial park where, like, you have, like, the big garage doors and it's kind of like a mini warehouse. Yeah, they have the the cage and the ring set up in there and the mats. And then my old trainer, which anyone who watched the fucking fights tonight, the guy in the corner with the beard, that beard will not be there very much longer because Bader gets to shave it every time he wins. <laughs> um, well, Jason told him that every- – Anyone who won a championship got to shave his beard off, and then I, I believe the deal is anytime they defend it, they also get to shave the beard off. But, yeah, he does his training out of this place, but I know there's been talk of them um, getting another, like, 30,000-square-foot facility and um, building or rebuilding power back up. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's awesome. I know you're happy about that. I know that uh, you were hurt when that gym closed, too. I put a lot of, I had a lot of fucking, there's a lot of Chad in that, in that place when I, uh, when they closed that place, uh, for sure. I left a lot of fucking sweat. I know I left some blood, fucking, probably left some fucking tears there too. But yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. I'm still trying to find a, I don't think I'm going to find a gym around here. I think I'm just going to, like I said, build my own little place and what do you call yours? The fat boy lunchbox? I call mine the fat boys lunch, fat boys lunchbox. Well, you're going to have to be changing that here pretty soon. You're going to have to go, like, medium fat kid lunchbox? Nah, I can't, man. I'm still a fat kid, man. I'm still a fat kid. It's, I just look better. That's it. Dude, a fat kid's a mentality, man. I used to have friends. Uh, I used to call I used to call my friend Katie. Uh, she was my LFK. She was my little fat kid because <laughs> tiny. But she could fucking mow down some food and drink some beers. And I was like, you're just like a little, little LFK, aren't you? And she's like, what? I was like, a little fat kid. I was like, you're so fat kid. You got that mentality. And I'm probably the only motherfucker who could ever get away with that. I don't. Even, I think if her husband called her that now, she'd probably fucking divorce him. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a that's a pretty nifty. I'm going to start thinking about that. Uh, just Let's just use initials. Let's not just say what it is. <laughs> Come up with yeah. th- three different, you know, three different words to, to to mean it. I tend to do that a lot. I throw out, a, I throw out the the monogram initials a lot, dude. 
Oh, but I do got to tell you this before we uh, before we jump off from here. Mm-hmm. You would have been very proud of me. I managed to work three MMA references into my wedding vows. Huh. How is, how, yeah. Can you drop them? Can you drop them? Uh, well, my vows started off with um, something along the lines of, you're my, you're, me and you are like Forrest and Bonner. Together, or separate, separately, we're just weird and awkward, but together we make magic. <laughs> and then um, there was a reference to uh, embracing the grind. <laughs> so I got a little Goldberg in there. And then, oh man, I don't remember what the third one was. It was kind of like a whirlwind of a fucking 15 minutes. But yeah, I managed to drop three, uh, three references to MMA in my, uh, in my wedding vows. And all my friends are like, only you would be able to get away with this. And only your wife would let you get away with this. Yeah. I don't know how my wife would feel about that. She probably would have, uh, slapped the shit out of me or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine, mine hasn't slapped the shit out of me yet, but. I'm sure it's coming at some point. Apparently, me and you have had a conversation about weird shit you do in your sleep. Yes, I remember. So, apparently, at 4.15 this morning, I posted up on my elbows, kind of like um, anyone who's familiar with yoga, mini cobra pose. Looked my wife dead in the fucking eyes and asked her, are you going to get the TV? It's on sale. And I was telling about the TV being on sale, and then she realized I was completely asleep and I was dreaming, and but I was having a full flesh conversation about if she was going to get the TV because it was on sale. That's crazy. Yeah, you'll have that, I guess. Well, I, I have talked before in my sleep. She just usually my wife's asleep too, um, but man. The one was still when I the, I, I turned I turned no now this is a different one too the, the choke the choke was a, a real event and then this one <laughs> I think this one hurt her more but um I was uh, I sleep on my stomach usually and me too I I guess I was turning to my back and when I turned to my back I had my open palm. And my arm just whipped around, just, <laughs> just like spinning back fist. Yes, and it just went, bah, hit her so hard that she woke up and proceeded to slap me. But I woke, up, <laughs> so I woke up getting slapped, not knowing, <laughs> not knowing I had just hit her. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She had a, she had That's a, funny. She basically had to tell me, "Why don't you calm down? You hit me," and I'm like, "I didn't hit you. What are you talking about?" Oh, that's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, I I apparently do all kinds of stupid shit in my sleep. Like, I want to videotape myself at some point, but at the same point, I don't because I just want it to be like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster. I want it to just be a story. Oh, you know, you bring this up. I want. I I needed once to I thought about recording myself sleeping because there was a time and I don't know what it was it must have been like after I watched a paranormal activity or something but I was legit just waking up and sitting straight up 
for about 15, 20 minutes and then falling right back to sleep. My wife said it creeped her the fuck out. Dude, I, uh, so, man, I am so excited to live in Tennessee simply for the paranormal. <laughs> like, right. I have a, I got, a, I got myself a fucking EVP, little electronic voice recorder, dude. I, like, I bought it for school so that I can, like, take down ideas when I have them on the road. Yeah. But at the same time when I bought it, I spent the extra money to get the one with, like, dual mics just so when I go to fucking uh, do, like, the ghost hunting stuff, because I have them all over here, I can fucking take it with me. There's, um... How many tours do they have up there, uh, ghost tours, have you found? Dude, you... Dude, um, I can't even, I can't even count. There's a, there's a place that's like 15 miles from our house called Ripa Villa, which is an old uh, mansion. You go there, um, for like eight hours from like, I think it's 10 PM to 6 AM and they take you on a guided tour and then you get like three hours by yourself and you get full access to the house to conduct your own investigation Access to the graveyard and access to the slave graveyard. Wow. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's, uh, I was like, oh man, I really want to do that. My buddy was telling me about it before we moved here. And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's pretty expensive. And I was like, well, how much is it? Like two, three hundred dollars a person? He's like, it's like 60 bucks. I'm like, take my money now. <laughs> 60 bucks and for eight hours? That's a. <laughs> Best return of investment ever. Right? Like, I was just like, well, not only do you get to go in this cool-ass fucking ancient house, you get to conduct a fucking ghost adventures type shit. I'm in. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. But yeah, there's uh, tours around Nashville. There is, uh, I was just reading an article the other day of, like, the most haunted places in Tennessee. There's, like, three or four places here. Or within driving distance that ghost adventures have done. I'm like, yep, sign me up. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's I hope you enjoy finding your ghosts. Well, you got to figure, I mean, all the Civil War stuff that's here, dude. There's a bunch of crazy shit that's went out in the state. Fuck yeah. Shit, yeah. there's people that, lives in those, that live in those mountains that people don't know. Oh, oh, for sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> There's, uh, you see some people who you wouldn't think were involved in, in society down here. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. I've seen some people, like, just driving around. I'm like, you don't get out much, do you? But, yeah, they were just out for, like, their quarterly shopping trip or whatever. But, oh, yeah, dude. You said quarterly. Um, yeah, it's like their quarterly shopping trip, like... Everything else they, they raise on the farm and shoot with their own guns and trade with their neighbors. But, oh, yeah, we saw some places driving across the country. There's a, there's definitely some people out there who who are still like that, like mountain men on, on History Channel. That ain't no fucking joke. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I was going to ask you because you just brought up, you know, out where you're living, um, and I know the last podcast we had talked about um, how far do you how far are you from the Appalachian Trail? 
so I was looking this up because I remember you you were talking about it before, and I was looking it up, and I was like, all right, fucking, let's start let's start getting back into shape so we can do this. So the Appalachian Trail that runs through Tennessee, it's all the way on the east side. So we're we're like, so like if you think about Tennessee, Memphis is the west, Nashville is the center, and Knoxville is the east. The trail that runs through Tennessee apparently is about 150 miles long and actually comes into Tennessee, goes out of Tennessee into North Carolina, and comes back into Tennessee. Yes, uh, that, uh, I knew portions of that. <coughs> and so it's, what, yeah. a couple hundred miles from uh, from your location? Yeah, I think it's, uh, let's see. What did we figure out? The wife just drove to Atlanta, and it was a four-and-a-half-hour drive for her from our house to Atlanta. That's not bad. No. I think we can get to Knoxville in, like, three or three-and-a-half hours. Tennessee's a weird state. Like, the Tennessee north to south is only 150 miles. Yeah, it's the uh, east to west. Yeah, that's when the long shit happens. That's why we have two time zones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was looking up the Appalachian Trail thing because I remember you brought that up, and I was like, and I just happened to be sitting in front of the computer the other day, and I was like, oh, you thinking about me? You sitting on the computer? Is that what it is? Maybe, maybe I like to dream. Dream about you. That's that's kind of creepy. We can touch beards. <laughs> We can touch beards. You know what? I wish. My beard's uh, so close to my face. It's just not even a beard. It's stubble. Dude, when I was in, uh, when I was in Texas, uh, I went down and did a wedding. And uh, we actually, my favorite picture of the whole entire wedding is me and this other dude that we met. He had a big-ass beard. And we have our beard beards on the bride's cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Like beard kisses on the bride's cheek. It was, it was like my favorite picture of the whole fucking whole fucking weekend. That's awesome. But yeah, I am uh, I am down to give that shit a try. I don't, I, I I don't even know what it's like, man. I don't know if you have like I know there's. I was looking in there's like uh, places that people keep up that you can stop and camp at. Um. But if you don't get there before somebody, then you might not have a place to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's in the trail itself. And then I guess those are the best or those are the only spots you're allowed to camp at. Um, been looking into that because you're right. It's kind of crazy. If, uh, if you don't get a spot, you're kind of fucked. And then if you get caught camping or something happens to you when you're camping outside of that area, you're kind of fucked too. Yeah, and then, like, I don't know if you're allowed to, like, carry a gun. I'm sure you are, because I think you can open carry in Tennessee. Well, like, I don't know if you can carry a gun. See, that's, that's where you're it, – it, that's a uh, national park, so you should be able to. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, who knows what kind of wildlife you're going to fucking encounter. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the, the the scary part. Who was – um? Yeah. I just heard a story of somebody who – Oh fuck! Uh, was it Adam Greentree, who just got attacked by a bear, or damn near got attacked by a bear, or 
Was it Cam? No, it wasn't Cameron. No, Cameron just ran out. The, the Moab. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. No, it was somebody. It, it was just somebody else. I know. I think it was Adam. But you want to know? Okay. You want to know what, though? You just said, man, that's fucking crazy. You realize doing the trail through Tennessee, you're only looking at like 50 miles less than the fucking Moab. Yeah, but I'm not trying to run it in three days. <laughs> There's the difference. <laughs> and I'm also talking you're about... To... I'm I, I'm cool with, hey, if I hike a couple of days, you know, and then I got to there, and then so I'll come back in two weeks and come and finish off. I'm not a... I'm not trying to through hike the fucking thing. Oh, you gotta go fucking hardcore. It's one of those things, like, I learned this when I climbed Mount Adams. Like, I feel like, depending on what what your mentality is and, like, how much you actually enjoy it, it's one of those things where you might only do it once, so you just want to do as much as you can. Like, you just want to, like, pick a, a, a time frame and just go as far, like, I... One of my favorite lines I've ever heard, and I learned this in my uh, one of my favorite leadership classes ever, is not everyone has the same summit. So, like, yeah, okay, the Appalachian Trail is, like, what, 2,200 fucking crazy miles long? Yep. Okay, maybe, maybe one person's summit is doing 10 miles of it, and... And just to say that they did part of the Appalachian Trail, where somebody else's summit is all 2,200 miles of it. That's... But yeah. You're absolutely right. Everybody's got different like when I, Yeah, when I did the mountain, we, we started at base camp, we climbed what they call lunch counter, and then the next day, everyone who, who wanted to go climbed to the summit. And I would say, like, a third of the class made it to lunch counter. A third of the class attempted to summit. And then a third of the class actually summited the full mountain. But no matter what, everyone reached their summit. And then I, there was one guy there that he was so driven to have the summit be his summit, he went back and tried it four times. Wow. He, he made it his fourth time. Uh, I was just about to ask, did, did he need to try the fifth or did he make it? Oh, he, he made it his fourth time. And, you know, that was like, that was like his thing ever. But it became, it became an obsession for him. It's like, it's like people who get belts, you know, some, some people do jujitsu and they will become a blue belt. And that's, that's what they are. And some people will do jujitsu, and they'll become a brown belt, and that's what they are. And then you have people who the only drive they have is to be that black belt. So that's what they're going to do, and that's going to be their only focus, and they're not going to consider anything a success until they get to that black belt level. I think, I mean, I think everybody's goal is that, you know. I, I, I truly but not not everyone's not everyone's summit is going to be that though, that's, and and there there are correct. there are people be, are going to be a black belt. There's a lot of people that are going to be a black belt. Yeah, yeah, and I I um I know like even if you go over to like the tenth planet system, 
to become a black belt, you have to come up with your own, like, uh, set of moves. So, like, uh, I think Gio Martinez has, like, uh, his own set of uh, moves that are just an armbar variation. And then, of course, you know, you have, like, Nathan Orchard, who has, like, the Dead Orchard and all that. Um, they have to create those before they can even reach the black belt level. Did not know that. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I learned a lot of shit when I watched EBI. But, uh, but um, yeah, that's like... And, and there are certain people who may be great jujitsu people. And, and you know, maybe they can, maybe they can, you know, choke the fuck out of you and be awesome at that. And, but would never potentially have the creative process to, to develop that whole entire skill set. So that would be like, that would be their hindrance. That would be what kept them from getting to that next summit. But they still reached the level that they reached and they can still choke the fuck out of you. But they never quite made that last, you know, little hurdle. Damn, that's just thinking about that. That if that if that was would stop me, <clears throat> because man, honestly, I'm not. When I'm grappling, I don't feel like I'm creative at all. At all. But you know, maybe. But so, well, you have another way of looking at it too. You 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 still looked at jujitsu in a different way. So you, you technically have that creative side. It might not come out on the map because you're not a black belt level yet. I mean, you're still you're still really in a learning phase. Yes, extremely. Like, um, I think it was Jake Watson, the kid I told you to follow. Yes. Um, he he posted something one day. I think it was something that Gracie said, and it was like, "You will learn all the way up until you're a black belt with a red stripe." And even then, you will still continue to learn. But at that point, you can you can start to teach. Like the Gracie Gracie theorem, a lot of people will reach black belt, and they again they may be great at following following instructions and doing what they're told. But but being able to could they turn around? Yeah. It's a whole other. It's a whole nother part of the mind that you have to engage to be able to do that. Like I, I know people who, dude, I can put a, I can put an instruction booklet in front of them, and they could do everything, boom, 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 boom. But if I said, here's a word, or if I gave them an instruction booklet and had like every tenth word missing, they couldn't do it, even though it's the exact same task. Yeah, it's it's that creative. I I've been really getting into the left brain, right brain fucking study mm -hmm. because it's starting to change because the left brain, right brain is starting to move into the digital age, and I find it fascinating because you have so many people who, and I've been talking to a lot of people about this, especially down here because down here, people still shake hands and they still say hello and you should still talk to people, and on the west coast. As I told you at the beginning, it's um, very head down. Nobody talks to each other. Very in their own world. But if you put them on Facebook, they could have a conversation with anybody in the world. You pull them off from Facebook, and they could they couldn't have a conversation with somebody. 
man, I, I just, I guess life is different here and, and, you know, we're not, uh, I, at least I try not to be, I mean, shit, there's a, you, you see that there's a lot of that, but I don't, I, n- I never realized it was that fucking bad elsewhere. Yeah. My, um, my buddy has the best stories ever, man. He works for a company in California and he flat out told me if you can walk into his office and shake his hand and look him in the eye, he'll hire you. You don't even have to fucking have all the qualifications. Because every single applicant he was getting, if you could do the interview over Facebook, they would have been golden. But as soon as you put them in front of somebody, they couldn't They couldn't fucking have a conversation. I mean, if you think about it, me and you have never actually met. This is true. A podcast true. and talk for three fucking hours. How weird would it be if we got in person and couldn't come up with something to talk about? That'd be incredibly weird, especially since the topics we talk about have nothing to do with really technology. Yeah. And, but, or, or based on, in, you know what I mean? On the West coast. It's, it's like that people could sit here and if they didn't have to look at you or they only had to look at you through a video screen they could have a full conversation with you, you get in person, they, they can't hold that conversation. They just, it, it's like they're, it's like they shut down socially. I mean, I was raised very sociable. Like, I on my fucking shell until I was in, like, eighth grade. But once I came out of my shell, people were like, get back in, get back in. But, but like, on the West Coast, people have that. They build up that shell. Like, people don't. It, it's, it's insane how many people I met on the West Coast. And you hold out your hand to shake their hand. And no reciprocation. But or, like, you go in for a handshake. It gets so weird. <laughs> but is it like people our age too? Or is it just. Oh, yeah, dude. People? No, older people, people our age, just people in general out there. I mean, I uh, I remember I walked in the job interviews and I'll be like, how you doing? I'm Chad. Hold my hand out. And um, the guy would just sit in his chair. <laughs> oh, y'all don't do this here? <laughs> y'all don't do that here? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, you do that, you do that like kind of awkward, like, um, just kind of brush something off your leg or what, you know? Um, yeah. okay. Um, cool. But yeah, I, when I did hiring, when I worked in Vegas, um, uh, one of my friends actually, actually, um, the person who hired me told me the only reason they hired me is because I was from the Midwest. They're like, we looked at your resume and we saw that you just moved here from the Midwest, so that's why we hired you. I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, yeah, you weren't from California. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay. And I didn't understand that until I, ta- until I started meeting people and I was like, oh, yeah. Or like, I'm talking to people our age. Did you hold out your hand? To, you know, you're, you're obviously going in for a handshake and they'll just slap your hand. It's like, uh, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's it's probably the reason I got into psychology. Like, I feel like I've been running psychological experiments on people since I was like twelve. Keep me out of it. <laughs> no, you're, you're definitely in this shit. Oh, dude, I'm 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 fucking up the the the, the whole test, or maybe not. Dude, I've been I've been 
I've been becoming like obsessed. And this is like the worst thing to become obsessed with. I've been becoming obsessed with like, I call them Instagram whores. I don't know if there's a technical term for it, but you know, like the, the people who have to have likes. Yes. And I find them fascinating. Like I, I can't get into the whole Kardashian thing and, and all them, but I find certain people on Instagram to just be fascinating. And I'm like, why am I looking at these people? And I'm like, I know why I'm looking at these people, but I should stop looking at these people. Because they will just post stuff simply for likes. That's all they care about. And the most random shit they would talk about but showing their ass. Yeah, they're like, have you heard what Trump did? No, I'm looking at your fucking ass. And she's twerking <laughs> in the video. Or, yeah, uh, like I, I, love that. I love that video you posted the other day where people were ruining the food shots. And those people, like, literally looked like they were going to cry because <laughs> someone ruined their Instagram picture of a food shot. Yo, plenty, plenty of people got upset. I was like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't understand it, dude. But I don't understand it. I understand it, but I don't get it, like, at the same time. I'm like, okay, I understand why you're doing that, but Why? I, I want I want further explanation, and this is the problem I have, because like I'll ask people for further explanation, and they're like, "You're an asshole." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, kind of, but I just I'm just trying to learn here. Let me understand. Yeah, like I um I got a buddy who lives in Michigan, dude. He's he's never left our area. I I grew up in a town. The town where I went to high school is like ten thousand people, and that's only because there's a liberal arts college there. And, um, I know so many, so many people who've never left that area, like trying to tell me about everything that's going on in the world. <laughs> and I'm like, finally, I just call them out. I go, dude, here's the deal. I go, if you want to take personal offense to this, you can, I don't give a shit. I go, you, you lived here, you moved here, you married this person. This is what you've done. This is the only place you've ever been. Don't tell me how it is in the fucking world. I go, I've lived in like three of the largest cities in the United States. I go, I'm literally right down the road from what you're telling me is going on on the news. You're sitting in front of a TV. I'm literally here. I, this is how it is. I'm like, oh my God, dude, you're fucking stupid. I was, I was like, I still like you. I was like, we've been buddies for a long time, but dude, you're a fucking moron. And he's like, well, well, this is how it is, and this is, and this is the reason why it's bad. And I'm like, oh, really? Have you been here? Um, no. I'm like, okay. So you're gonna tell me how it is, even though I can walk out my door and fucking see what's going on. Okay, cool. <laughs> There's so many people who haven't, who can't open their eyes and and don't. <clears throat> the sheeple. The sheeple. sheeple. The, the sheeple haven't been woke yet. <clears throat> yeah, and. And, like, I, I like to get into the conspiracy theory, like, side of stuff. I like to, I like to hear the views. Like, I, I like to listen to the people who believe the Earth is flat. I really do. Well, I like to know. Um, See, I, I like know. to hear them, so the same thing, so I can know how they got to that conclusion. Yeah, like, what made you, what made you get to here? Like, like what, what influenced you? How far do we need to go? This, this is, again, the psycho- psychological side of me. Do we need to go back? 
who do we have to discuss of why you believe this? And then there's those few few topics where I'm just like, huh, well, all right, I want to look into this. Yeah, and then there's the other bullshit ones where you're just like, are you, you don't know if they're, if they actually believe it or they're trolling you. Yeah, yeah, and that's the hard thing to, to really, like, I have friends, I know that they're fucking trolls, and I also know that they know what buttons to push on me to get a reaction, but I can't stop the reaction. Like, it's like a freight train. And when it's coming, it's coming. You're just going to have to deal with them. Does it, have to, <laughs> does it have to do with Flat Earth? No, no, no. I, I I, honestly firmly do not know anybody personally who actually believes that the Earth is flat. See, I, I know one guy, I, but I think, I don't know if he's actually trolling because he's doing such a fucking good job that it makes you wonder. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, all right, where are you real where are you really at on this? Like I guess I guess the most recent one that I've listened to is that has actually made me think is the the Vegas shooting. Horrible tragedy. Yes. But there there are a lot of questions that are very similar to like the JFK assassination and like, you know, the big, the big conspiracy theories that are out there that people just can't answer. And it's like, and I used to work in the hotel industry in Vegas. So I have a different point of view of this. And I'm, and I'm just sitting there going, how did this motherfucker get all this stuff up to the room? Like, how did this, how did this get broken out? How did this happen? And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to think on this anymore. I'm like, it's horrible that these people died. I know people who have connections to these people who died, and at the same time, I'm just like, all right, I need to stop thinking about shit real quick. It's, it makes you wonder what really, who the fuck could do this if it if it was possible. Yeah, That's yeah, like, what, and why? What's, what's the on? end? Yeah, what what were you promised? Like, like, did you really think you were gonna get out of that room and go live on a beach and fucking Turks and Caicos or whatever? Shit, no, you know. Shit, no, yeah, like yeah, and you know what a horrible, horrible thing for me to watch is? Do you watch American Horror Story? No, I do not, but I heard that this episode, this season was all about politics, and and there was one, there was one specific episode that dealt with a shooting like this in Vegas, and that they even cut out portion of it. Um, so, so I've been, I've been an American Horror Story fan since the beginning. I've watched every season, and I, I feel like they're all tying together and everything. But... Um, one of the most famous serial killer cases in in the world ever, Zodiac Killer, in in America, because it's never been solved. No one's ever cracked the code. Supposedly, there's a special coming out in two weeks where they have new evidence. And yes, I'm going to watch it because I'm that guy. But um, they bring up uh, an, an interesting kind of like idea about it that the Zodiac Killer, a group of like wannabe people who were killing people for a completely different reason and then somebody who had nothing to do with the case um, 
started writing the letters into the newspapers and printing off the code and everything. And that maybe the person who was doing all that stuff wasn't even associated with the case. And that's why they can't solve it. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I'm going to start researching the Zodiac killer again. That's fucking. How how do they know? Like, how can they even make those decisions and say, yeah, this, or we think this, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so old. You know, and, and you're trying to, you know, if you even, even if there's people living that were witnesses or can you really trust what they got to fucking say? Yeah. And, 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 and supposedly saying, the, like, I don't, like, I don't remember I don't, shit. I don't remember shit. <laughs> Most people don't. And supposedly this new evidence that's being introduced is possibly something that's in the evidence box that was never tested for DNA and may have DNA on it. It's, it's kind of how they're like advertising it. But at the same time, all I can think about is like back in, I think it was the eighties when Geraldo Rivera was going to open up uh, Al Capone's tomb or whatever. I remember that. And they opened it up and there was nothing there. <laughs> so sad. I was, like, I was like, Oh, is this going to be one of those situations? So I'm not getting my hopes up about it. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I know I'm going to watch it. This is the reason I have DVR now. Who's, I can who's, actually fast forward. Who's, who's producing it? Or um, it's on the History Channel, I believe. It's either the... Yeah, I think it's the History Channel. I'm writing that down so I don't forget, so I can check it out. Yeah, it's like new evidence, the Zodiac Killer. I don't know. I, I've been catching up on TV like while I work on stuff on the computer and do stuff around the house, so I have it on this background noise a lot. So I, I put like these little nuggets in my head. I'm like, okay, go back and check this out. Well, I hope, uh, hope it's interesting. Let's see what let's see what they got to say. But don't you hate when they fucking dangle that shit? Like, why the fuck don't you just tell people? Gotta got, got draw those ratings in, man. Gotta draw those sponsors and all that shit, man. It's the same reason fucking certain fighters talk shit to each other, even though they're friends. Like, you gotta get people interested. Apparently, the new UFC game that they debuted the trailer for this morning mm-hmm. apparently has a feature, like, has a new career mode in it. And I think it's similar to what they did in Madden this year, where you, like, start off in a local gym. And you actually have to hype your character up and get people to follow you and whatever. And, like, you have to create, like, beefs with other fighters to get more money for, like, different things. That's kind of cool. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I think it's awesome. Um, there was a racing game I was playing for a while where, like, you had to gain followers to open up different levels. I don't know. Forza Horizons. Like, you actually had to... You actually had to get followers, and then those followers would open up more of the map. So Forza is a dangerous game for me because I love it. <laughs> I really do. And I actually ended up buying my first my my first Xbox 360 was because I think it was Forza Three came out on it. it. Was the last Forza on the on the 360, and I played it at a friend's house, at a coworker's house. And it was so good, and it felt so awesome. I was like, oh, I need this. So then I go down the <laughs> rabbit hole of buying Forza and stuff. 
And luckily, like for for maybe six or seven months, all I would do after work was Forza. <laughs> and um, shit, that was that that wasn't I, I wasn't training back then. Um, I spent so much fucking time, and uh, I fucking love that game. I'm addicted to it. So, so I'm I, fucking so, so scared to get like to even play the new like an, an, another for another Forza, especially on the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've only had two games that ever did that to me, and. Well, the first one was Doom on the computer, and the second one was fucking Tony Hawk. <laughs> Yo, that game, it just turned, what, 21 or 17? Something like that, dude. I just remember, like, being a kid, um, and and uh, my, my buddy had a PlayStation 2, and he's like, you should come over and play Tony Hawk. And we would literally go to people's houses and just play Tony Hawk for hours. Like, you would pass the controller around. I remember those days before they had the the, the, the floor, the four player split screens. Yeah, exactly. So, man, I remember, oh, man, that game was dangerous for me. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, my man. I mean, I said we were gonna make this short, and if, uh, and like like normal, we never do. Yeah, you'll have that, but uh, it's pretty late. We should probably uh, we should probably wrap this shit up. You we think? We should. Yeah. Hold on. So, um, thank you for coming on the podcast, and um, I'll catch you. Uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Anytime, man. Anytime. Hold on. All right. Thank you for listening to the Fat Boy Podcast. Have a nice day.